0: listener production what is your definition of family family in the
1: rainbow community is the family that you create in my family it's myself my wife our two children our dog and our cat that's our little family and beyond that we've got logical and biological family but for every every household or every Every family, it's, it's what you make it.
0: Today on Feed, Play, Love, we're talking about supporting and encouraging rainbow families. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Families, we know, come in all shapes and sizes. But unfortunately, the structures and systems that support becoming a family don't exist for everyone. Jasper Peach is a trans, non binary, disabled writer with two children and a wife. They started their family journey several years ago and have now put their heart into a book for families who don't see themselves reflected in the mainstream. Their book is called You'll Be a Wonderful Parent Advice and Encouragement for Rainbow Families of All Kinds. Hi, Jasper. Welcome to Feed Play Love. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, take me back to when you became a parent for the first time. What was the experience like for you from from the planning phase to having your babies to coming home? What was that experience like?
1: It's indescribable. And I, I know everyone feels that way about, about having their, their family or creating their family. Um, but, gosh, I, there weren't many... Um, existing stories that we could tap into to see ourselves reflected. But what we could do is talk to members of our community and talk to our friends who'd done it first. So luckily we had some friends who had had some babies through home insemination, some others who'd had babies through IVF and really got a clear understanding of, of those different pathways for us, it took five years before our first baby was born and, oh my gosh, I, and I know a lot of cisgendered heterosexual couples have the same waiting and longing and there's nothing quite like that that strong pull and that yearn to just create something new to make to make your family... I have a baby in it. It's, it's a really, it's really intense and full of love and vulnerability and it's full of questions. We're all full of questions and, and hope.
0: So during that experience for you, you mentioned that you looked to your community for support. What difference would it have made if that wasn't something you had to actively seek out? If it was just taken for granted, there were places for you to go to see your experience reflected? Mm.
1: Uh, it, I, I don't even know because that that was not available. Um, I can't tell you how many times I went to the library or the bookstore or, or even looked online for books like this that are they're not a big, thick medical textbook with a token paragraph on page 74 to be inclusive of the queer community. I wanted something... That was like a chat with a friend where I would walk away feeling like, okay, I I can see there's a place for me here. I can see myself reflected. Um, I can see that it's possible, even though everything around me is telling me that I'm outside of what is real. I mean, anyone who's had children, you know how many appointments there are in the lead up to their birth. Um, You just don't know what you're going to face at every single appointment. We had um, hostile looks in the waiting room from other patients. We had doctors who asked us very invasive questions that were nothing to do with the medical reasons that we were there. And there's a lot of othering. and, And you learn to, before you walk into any situation where your family is up for discussion. Um, You learn to really put your guard up and prepare yourself and get ready for anything that might eventuate. So when it is quite an inclusive or straightforward or respectful interaction from go to woe, it's a really pleasant surprise. And to find the places where that happens, again, we talk to our community, we say, oh, do you know any places where... I'm not going to be treated like I'm trying to do something so weird,
0: you
1: know. Um, So um, we just want,
0: you know, we're just like lots of other couples, we want to have a baby. So how do we get this happening? It's quite a a vulnerable time for most parents, but particularly if you have had a long journey to falling pregnant. Yeah. Um, Would you say that rainbow families can feel even more vulnerable at that point. Mm.
1: There's there's risk in any situation that you walk into that you're going to be othered and feeling that vulnerability plus feeling like you're at a learning moment or that you're someone who's going to be regarded with less respect it can take its toll over time. I mean I don't I don't want to Speak like the whole thing was bad and awful, and everyone was homophobic. That wasn't the case, but I think most people just aren't aware of the microaggressions mm. that can take place and that sort of chip away at you and your sense of self. For me, I I was kind of fine the whole time, other than than when we had birthing classes because there was a lot of talk about mums and dads and. There wasn't really a place for me in that room. There were three birthing parents and two partners in that room and, and only one of those couples was a man and a woman having a baby together. So even though we were not the minority in the room, we were treated like we didn't belong Mm. Um, it was very strange, very that strange, is, you know. That
0: is weird. I was going to say, hurrah, that sounds like a great situation. But it wasn't. Well, that's that's so strange.
1: I, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, great. But then the person doing the class just went with their same old speech they've been using for 20 years. And I don't know, I sometimes I teach classes in various things. And I the first thing I do is I look at who's there and I... Think about okay. Well, what what language will I use today to make sure everyone's comfortable and everyone knows that there's a place for them here? And and that's not just because I'm I'm a queer person. That's just because I'm a human. Um, <laughs> yes,
0: I, I'm compassionate.
1: Yeah, I I want people to feel welcome and safe. So it's not a given that walking into a medical establishment that you will be welcome and safe. And it's really unfortunate but it is something that happens.
0: I mean, if we can go back a step, you mentioned in terms of planning how to have your family, you have friends who did lots of different things. In this book, what's the conversation you're wanting to have with the queer community in terms of how to plan to have your child? I want the
1: queer community to know that whoever they are, there's a way for them to try and have a baby, if that's what they want. It doesn't matter if you're single or coupled or in a relationship with more than two people. It doesn't matter if you'd like to birth a baby or have a surrogate assist you in that process. There is a way for you to create and form your family. And you don't need to feel alone in that. It was really important to me that that every part of the rainbow community was represented, and that's that's a big, broad community. It's it's like humanity, right? It's, yes. I can't I can't just draw five people and say here we are, um, but <laughs> we got a wonderful illustrator to join join in on this project, Quince Francis, who's a local non-binary parent, and um, and they did the most stunning illustrations of all sorts of families and all sorts of parents, whether it was different um, sizes, different abilities, different backgrounds, whatever it is, I hope that everyone who picks picks up this book will see themselves in there. I also tried to include first-hand stories of the many different ways that children are brought into families in the LGBTIQA plus community. So... I can only talk from my lived experience about, about what I know, but mm. um, I included stories from, from lots of different people who had experiences that I hadn't had myself just to make sure we covered all that ground because the last thing I want to do is for someone to feel excluded when, oh, finally there's a book here for Rainbow Families and that's me and I want them to know that there's a place for them here that it's, it's possible and they're going to do a great job, you know. If they're lucky enough to have a baby, it's going to be fine. They're going to be great. They're in the village, you know. You know, once you've yeah. had your baby you're in that. suddenly there's a lasagna on your doorstep. It just sort of happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the parenting fairies. So in that space, you're talking about creating a, a community and a landing place for the queer community. But mm. how can gendered heteronormative families help support their rainbow family friends? How can we be good allies in this experience? Oh gosh, there's a lot of things that spring to mind. I think... If you
1: wouldn't ask your cisgendered heterosexual friends a question, maybe don't ask your queer friends that question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can think of where <laughs> I can think of where that comes up. Yeah, <laughs> looking at what I'm putting down. Um, yeah, there, there can be a lot of curiosity, and although it it can come from a very loving place of wanting to understand, that's that's our private life that sort of happens. Behind mm. behind closed doors, you know we're all the same. We'll go home and put our trackies on and throw our shoes wherever they go, and it doesn't matter what what your sexuality or gender is. And there are things that are just for us to know. So if you if you wouldn't ask your straight mates, don't ask us. This is a really <laughs> nice nice way <laughs> to be inclusive, I guess, because you know I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give anyone a bad impression of my community. I don't – I certainly don't want anyone to think I'm being rude to them if I mm. if I say – look, I'll, I'll give you an example. There, there was a very sweet daycare – Educator, early childhood educator, who, who who, asked me about four times in two weeks, oh, so who had, had this baby? Who was the one that, that birthed them? And every time I would tell her, she just couldn't re- hold on to that information. <laughs> I didn't really want to tell her because it's, you know, who cares? doesn't really matter. We're both that kid's parent. And after a while, I, I had to say, it, it's really upsetting when you ask me that because – it's really private and it's like you're asking who their real parent is and mm. we're a family. You know, that's not how we that's not how it's certainly not how we see ourselves. And to think of you constantly wondering and asking questions like this can can feel a bit intrusive. So I guess the the other thing you can do is, you know, we're just like everyone else. We like to have play dates at the park and probably need to drink too much coffee to stay awake after looking after the kids and um, <laughs> We like to be um, included in all the WhatsApp about oh what what's happening at school today oh yep put in your sushi lunch order by three it, you know just, just are just you like sure order, you really? want to
0: be part of the WhatsApp <laughs> group I mean
1: oh look I'll I'll be honest I'm the one that sends the don't forget to order the lunch order <laughs> message because um, the first week we forgot and uh, <laughs> it was it was a bit of a situation so yeah I just want to save anyone else from that same fate. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, that, that is very honorable. Thank you from all the other parents out there on your WhatsApp group. Um, look, families of all shapes and sizes have different advantages. For example, I have a friend, a very dear friend of mine's a single mum, and she loves to point out to me that she doesn't have to negotiate her parenting style. And that is like, she, she just thinks that's the best thing ever. What are the benefits of being a rainbow family? You get to make your own culture and your own values. I think,
1: for the most part, I mean, I don't like to speak for an entire community, but I think we're very intentional. We put a lot of thought and time and effort into creating these families. And what goes along with that is a lot of deep discussion about, you know, what talking with your partner or or whoever's co-parenting with you about about the ways you, you wish to shape your family and the values you'd like to show your kids and what time is bedtime and who's going to do the dishes and all those things. You know, we talk about all of those things that can often create frustration um, in other families um, because there seem to be these structures in place that, that are quite gendered and it really, it's not very fair on the birthing mothers mm. um, in those male female relationships. This is what I hear from a lot of my cisgendered friends and heterosexual friends: is that those structures that are in place and those what what we see played out in in um, the media, in pop culture, can be replicated at home, and it's not it's not f- always fair and equitable. So I think mm. we're in a bit of an advantage there where we've talked all this stuff through and we will continue to talk it through if things come up where we don't feel heard or we don't feel that it's fair and mm. equitable, we'll we'll fix that up.
0: Yeah. Mm. Seems like a good advantage to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and definitely one anecdotally I have observed amongst my friends. So um, yeah. I can definitely see that being something that happens. I have friends in my generation, so I'm Gen X. So I have queer friends of my age who have said to me on different occasions, when I was growing up, I never believed I could have a family. So they just didn't think it was possible. There was no discussion around it. There was no, there were no options. There was, it just seemed like a closed door to them. Mm. I mean, obviously things have changed since that time. Looking back now, you've got children in primary school. Do you think that we have evolved and we have changed and we have moved to a place where queer people can feel, I can have a family if I want one too, or do you still feel there's a way to go?
1: I think things have definitely changed. Um, there's, There's quite a big number of rainbow families at the school that my child goes to and in our town as well. But I also know that it's still difficult for people to believe that it can happen for them. It's not reflected enough. And it's true what you say about about growing up and not thinking it was possible. A lot of trans people grow up and don't see a future at all. We don't know that a happy, healthy family life can be in our future because we haven't seen enough of it. It's starting to become... More known, apparent, respected, seen, but yeah, we need to be inclusive of all kinds of people in all settings, so that people growing up can see can see all sorts of people doing all sorts of things. We we need to see a diverse range of people in management, in families, in all kinds of professions. So if you are leading some sort of group. Look around you and see who's missing. And I don't say that like I'll get you get your tokenistic list of diversity <laughs> <laughs> ticked off. But wonder but I guess, you know, have a little think about who's missing and and why is that? Why is that happening? Yeah. Just let yourself have that gentle thought and see what happens from the ripples of that.
0: Well, your book is beautiful. It's open-hearted and I can see how it will make an impact for those families out there who are wanting to have a family and you've created a place where they can be seen and heard. So congratulations on the book and thank you for writing it. Thank you so much. Been lovely to chat with you. That's Jasper Peach, author of You'll Be a Wonderful Parent, advice and encouragement for rainbow families of all kinds. If you'd like to get a copy of the book, head to the episode notes for links. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the Listener app. And don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.